0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to UIP Book Club. I don't know what number it is, but it is the first one of 2023. Right? 23. Yep. I had to think about that for a second. It still sounds weird to say. But today, as you may know, we are covering the UFO rabbit hole by Kelly. Oh, Kelly, what's this Pierce There it goes. And um, we're very proud of Kelly. But before we get to how proud of Kelly we are and how awesome it is to know her and how great her book is, I want to say hello to anybody listening. Uh, now or later uh, and say hi to everybody in the chat thank you for being there i'm gonna do a quick like please follow me on spotify the link's pinned at the top i just started moving all my old shows to that because people suggested it. And then I talked to Kelly and other people and they're like, just do it. Wait. Or they're like, why haven't you done that yet? <laughs> so, so in the process of moving shows over, so it's audio only and you can listen to my beautiful voice along with my guest's beautiful voice on the way to wherever you're going or whenever you're doing chores or whatever. So let's get into it. Before we get into the book, I want to ask um, everybody to introduce themselves just in case somebody's not watching and listening on audio who are you? Why are you here? And we haven't done an introduction um, on book club for a while. I just kind of assume everybody knows everybody. So, Graeme, who are you? Why are you here?
1: Uh, member of UAP Media UK. I'm also the author of UFOs Before Roswell, the, the book about the Foo Fighters of World War II, and also Flying Saucer Fever and Dawn of the Flying Saucers. Uh, so, yes, and I was also your first guest on UAP Book Club uh, <laughs> regarding the Foo Fighters book. So thanks very much.
0: Yes, and I was so nervous to ask you, ask Vinny. I was <laughs> like, Vinny, I'm gonna message him.
2: Plus, can't really.
0: <laughs> and then, Vinny, why are you here? Who are you? Vinny I Adams. Vinnie Vinny
2: Adams. Yeah, Vinny Adams. I'm the owner of Disclosure Team, member of UAP Media UK, friend of many, and I'm I'm here because I like to hang out with my tribe, talk about UFO books, and spread the message.
0: All right, Nathan, why are you here? And who are you?
3: It's a big question. Why Why are any of us here? <laughs> oh, wait. wait. <laughs> oh, man. Excellent <laughs> um, segue to things I often like to talk about, which uh, you can find on uh, a couple of shows I'm on. So Luminal Frames with uh, Darren X of Academian and Calling All Beings with DJ and Deb. Uh, and of course, Perturbations with Kelly, which I think we'll have one coming out this month. Uh, so waiting. yeah, enjoy talking about this stuff. Yeah. Enjoy digging into it, uh, asking the ultimate questions, searching for meaning. That's why I'm here.
0: Yay, Nathan. And then we have Jay Christopher King. Why are you here? Who are you? You do a lot, but uh, please <laughs> introduce yourself.
4: Um, I'm Jay Christopher King, though you already kind of spoiled that for everybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm a co-founder and director of the Experiencer Group, which is a... Uh, private community online uh, for folks that have had anomalous experiences of an ear and all kinds. Um, I also co-host witness citizen with the great Sean and incorrigible Sean Rush, uh who uh, is not here today, though. I kind of wish he was because for some reason he's always grumpy on the weekends and I don't get that. Yeah. Just harass kind of him.
0: Maybe he'll pop on.
4: <laughs> right. Right. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I'm here to, I'm here cause I'm really excited about talking about Kelly's book and uh, yeah, I just, I, I'm a voracious reader. And so it's really uh, so I love having the excuse of having a new book to read and being able to talk about it with you. all
0: Yeah. If you ask Jay, Jay could fire off like 20 amazing books just like off the top of his head. I don't know how he does it, but it's amazing. (laughs) And then finally, last but not least, as they say, um, my favorite, favorite person, Kelly Chase. She's so amazing in so many ways, but uh, she's also our uh, guest author and a member of book club. But besides that, Kelly, tell us about yourself.
5: <sighs> well, thank you so much <laughs> for that amazing intro. Um, I'm Kelly Chase. I'm the host of UFO Rabbit Hole, also the, host, uh, the author of the UFO Rabbit Hole book series. We're talking about book one today. Book two is actually going to come out um, on June 1st of this year, so I'm super excited about that. Um, and I have no idea how I got here. I've been thinking about it so much lately. Um, I, you know, a year ago, this podcast had only just kicked off. Most of you were people who like whose work I followed quietly. I'd barely even made a peep on UFO Twitter. And it's a, it's been a wild ride. And I'm just really grateful to be here and to have found this like amazing, supportive uh, community of like-minded weirdos. It's the best. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. So... Before we get into Kelly's awesome book, I want to
0: go around and ask everybody, like, what was your top UFO moment or UIP moment of 2022? Like, Was there any point in 2022 that you were just like, holy shit, this is happening? Graham, you can go first.
1: He's got a lot to do with this. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> uh, Meeting Chris Mellon um, last month in New York City that was kind of like, you know, pinch me as this real kind of moment. Um, I mean, you see people on television and, you you know, you can you kind of put them up as heroes and you, you're not supposed to meet your heroes. But actually, when you do, sometimes, you know, they're actually just down to earth people. Um, he, he was possibly the most, the nicest kind of millionaire I've ever met. But he was so straightforward, so down to earth, so gracious with his time. That um, uh, you know, it, it, was, it was something else. And just to actually be able to sit in the front row uh, and just listen to him, um, just, you know, six foot mm-hmm. away, uh, talking about, you know, what, what, it, what, what they've done with the videos and, and just this question and answer session he had with Leslie Kane, it was, it was one of those pinch me. Is it, it, this kind of like a dream moment. Um, I'm not uh, like being kind of all, all kind of, you know, sort of gooey and all the rest of it. It was just one of those things that you really don't get to do um in this field of research is meet people like that they're they're somebody that they're not quite on a pedestal but they're kind of out of reach a bit out of reach a bit a bit like when Vinny and i met lou elizondo um a couple of years ago it was one of those things where it was just like you know those really moments you just look at each other and go is this really happening so yeah that was that was really it but the whole the whole event that um that, that jay and james put on and also with the help of you priscilla and you kelly that it was it was something else it was a really really great get together of people, not just the speakers, not just the content, but the fact that you were saying we were saying before that people they can actually talk to each other in person. And we've had this thing where we've been talking virtually and we've been speaking to each other over the Internet for years. But getting together with people is brilliant. And that's how you develop relationships and move things forward.
0: Absolutely. Vinny.
2: I mean, 2022 was a huge year for me personally on many, many levels, many aspects. I I got to hang out with Graham and the other guys at UAP Media UK at uh, a few events, which was great. Got to meet Nathan uh, as well as a, a host of other people. You know, met DJ and 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 like I said, so many other people that we only really interact with virtually. And those face-to-face connections have become so important to me um, for just building friendships and collaborations. I suppose my overall highlight of 2022 would be my trip to Colombia to investigate the the mysterious light phenomena and film phenomenology season one, to be able to travel halfway around the world with a, a really amazing team of people, including good friends, experiencing something anomalous. And yeah, I mean, that's that was the highlight. It was something that has become a passion. There is no better feeling than boots on the ground. And I just can't wait to repeat it with a, a certain somebody in this group. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yes. So <laughs> um uh, Kelly, I was gonna save you for last, but I'm gonna go this way now. Not that you okay. can see my mouse, but my mouse is going like
5: that. Um, so. <laughs> well, the events in New York were obviously the basis of so many of my best moments of the year. I think my absolute favorite moment was sitting backstage at this last event. Um, and I'm just sitting there quietly, trying to be invisible, because Chris Mellon and Leslie Keen and Whitley Striver are sitting there having a conversation, and I'm just soaking it in. And I'm sitting. Well, on the, eyes couch on the wall. We're like... Yeah, I'm sitting on the couch eating next to Jeffrey Kreyfel, and I'm just sitting to my <laughs> so thinking to myself, how the hell did I get here? And almost as if he could like hear my thoughts, <laughs> Jeff turns to me, and in the nicest way ever, like he's the kindest, most charming human. if you've Oh, ever he really before. is. Um, was just like he's like so who are you and how the hell did you get here <laughs> <laughs> the same I mean, uh, and it was just so funny to me it was like such a beautiful wonderful moment because I was also like man I have no idea no clue but very just happy to be here it was the best
0: <laughs> yeah that, that that was pretty funny I remember being back there too and thinking the same thing just like You know, some people, like, just listening to, like, these people that I admire so much, that have done so much in the community, just talk amongst each other. I'm just like, A, I feel like an idiot. B, oh, my God. Like, they're just, like, talking about this amazing stuff. About UFOs, about phenomena type stuff, you know. But um, just to see it in person and everybody together was amazing. What about you, Jay?
4: I mean, yeah, I (laughs) got to agree with the rest of you for the most part. I mean... First of all, kind of like trudging up the mountain of like of putting that stuff together, putting the conferences together, and then just like watching it all play out at like some amazing Rube Goldberg experiment that like I couldn't have possibly imagined even a year ago. I mean, the first time I spoke at a conference was this year at, or last year at the archives conference in Houston. Now it's just in March. And then by October, you know, organizing it's like just just a real trip the whole year was a trip so but yeah i agree with you i i agree a about like being up there with leslie and chris and just like (laughs) you know what (laughs) how's this how's this real and then also i agree as well you know not to be unoriginal but being backstage and i think we all had the same look on our face because there's there's kind of like a moment where like where um a couple of these people were introducing themselves to each other at the same time i won't mention who but like but, um, and I think, you know, we all had the same geeked out, like, <laughs> expression on our face. Just like. looking <laughs> <No, like, laughs>
0: like, 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 over the fence, like. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah. And, um, it was, and it was really, you know, I'd I, I practiced in the mirror, like, oh, yeah, you know, like being casual about some of these people and stuff like
1: that. And I just, just failed. Like, Hi, I completely failed. Hi, I'm Jay. failed in the moment. Yeah. <laughs>
4: but
1: it was great. You know. We were grinning like an idiot. as were was, we. Yeah. <laughs> we were oh, all grinning yeah. like complete and utter idiots. Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> it's true. It's really true. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so I'll go with that. But so yeah, happy. and just being and just being with all of you, except for Vinny. Sorry, Vinny. But being oh, with all of you, all the rest problem. of you in person.
2: Well, we I were was there of you. virtually, and I was watching you were... walk past the screen and I was like, "Hey, yeah. I can see, oh, I can see so you know, and it was, it was it was I was just like it's like train spotting, but like friend spotting, you know. So it was yeah. cool. Oh, yeah, incredible.
0: I'll put that link too, because you can get like the whole thing now um, to watch for That's like right. an amazing price. So I will add the link in the description, but I do have Jay's link in there and I think it's on my link tree. So, um, in case you guys missed it or anything. And then also their YouTube channel is on there as well. So I'll put, I'll add all the inquiry to anom- anomalous stuff to the description. So if somebody's listening or watching later, they can just go there and find everything they need. Nathan yeah. What about uh, you?
3: <laughs> I mean, look, 2022 is the year of partnerships and uh, of forging relationships. Uh, so getting to see every single person on screen this year in person was incredible uh, to uh, remove the uh, anomalous from anomalous podcast. I got to actually get to meet some of these people from these podcasts that I love and get to know them, who they are, what they're about. Uh, you know, there were challenges this year as well. I think in in the overall community but the uh, to me the kind of trial by fire is something that makes us stronger and uh so much is happening through the relationships that have been built over the the, this last year so many projects are in the works so many ideas are in that in a sort of uh incubation state right now i'm really excited about what is coming let's not also forget the, the legislation that just got passed the whistleblower legislation huge on that front, um, it's very possible we could see some really big things come out of that in the in the very short term. Um, you know, I, I remind myself that something really destabilizing could happen at a moment's notice in this topic because it is it has that potential. So, uh, 2023 really could be quite phenomenal. We'll see.
0: Well said, and I can agree about 2022 as well. Um, with the whole podcasting for me. Um, I used to hate talking in front of people. Long story short, this has been part of my life, blah, blah, blah. But it was like, that was, last year was just like fun for me. Like, like just meeting everybody and just like um, being part of the community, talking to all, like having an excuse to harass my favorite authors, you know, <laughs> but um, I'm just going to say New York, Like like the last time I was in New York, I was like a kid, like I was like Barely 21. I don't remember half the trip. I flew out there with a bunch of random people from Las Vegas, and then Jay and and Jay basically. I'm not going. I'm not as good as pointing as Graham did, like an awesome (laughs) point. But you know, directionally challenged. Wherever you are, Jay, somewhere. But um, thank you, Jay, first of all, for um becoming such a great friend, and all of you, really. But um, yes, obviously going to the anomalous conferences because. I did not think that I was ever going to meet some of these people like Whitley, Strieber, um, everybody listed, everybody that was a guest for the past two just blew my mind. And being close to them and then meeting the community on top of it all was just, just, I mean, like it was just amazing to be in that energy. And people were leaving the conference and they were just like, they were just glowing. Like everybody spirits were just lifted and you could tell it kind of refreshed so many people um but yes i was so chicken i didn't i didn't talk to uh chris mellon because i was like what am i even gonna say to him hi (laughs) i'm priscilla (laughs) and i was like like, i'm gonna do it at dinner and then like he left so (laughs) 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 so one day i will talk to him one day but um yeah so um new york in general all the legislation Even though people like complain about a lot, you have to realize so much has happened. Um, And that's not saying like, oh, we think the government's going to give us all of it at once, but they are, there is some accountability happening. So I'm happy for that. And then also I'm happy about so many great books coming out this year. And that brings us to our whole purpose. Ah! Somebody has to show it because my screen's being wild. UFO rabbit hole Mm -hmm. book by Kelly Chase. So I'm going to start if you didn't read it but you're familiar with the podcast, please.
6: <laughs>
0: Vinny, you get, a, you get um, a pass, Vinny. Vinny's like, the, he, he usually reads most.
2: I do normally, <laughs> but Chris, Christmas was chaos. Oh, yeah, the... it
0: definitely was chaos for everybody. For <laughs> um, but, yeah, so if you have anything you would like to say to Kelly even about her podcast as we go around, I do. You can do that I too.
6: Do.
0: So you can give your your review on that. My initial... Um, this is a book, the UFO Rabbit Hole podcast book is a, sorry, the UFO Rabbit Hole book is the book that you gift to people if they're new to the subject and they want something to read. Like, even my husband looked at it and was like, rational science base. I need to read that book. That's for me. So <laughs> so <laughs> he'll be reading your book. But um, it's something to give to people that are new to the subject and want an engaging style of writing because I found that the way Kelly writes is if you haven't heard her talk it's like she's reading it to you but she also has this like quick sense of humor sometimes it's dry but it comes through in the writing like in the best way I didn't mean I think dry sense of humor that's like my favorite but um she she doesn't just say like here's the story blah 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 you know she goes in and her her writing's actually engaging so you can kind of visualize what she's talking about and then the way that she approaches um her search and the phenomena because she'll tell you about it because i want to know about your process next but she'll it's you could tell that she's like discovering this amazing thing and she's just like in awe of it so i love that about your book kelly and it's just everything you wrote was just so spot on. And it's factual, but it's entertaining at the same time. So that's like my whole impression of the book. So we're gonna go around and do that. Graham?
1: If you've heard the UFO um, you know, Rabbit Hole podcast, then this is almost Kelly basically speaking to you as though it was a podcast, an extended or a very extended podcast a- a episode. It's a very conversational tone that she adopts or seems to adopt in the book, um, but it's very friendly as well. It's very, you know, very accessible. Um, and for those of you who haven't heard the, uh, the UFO Rabbit Hole podcast, well, why not? <laughs> why, why, why aren't you listening to it? Um, it's But it, it, it's, it's really good you get a lot of information here there are some tangents but they're not tangents that sort of lead you off track um in fact some of them one that was there was one I was reading about um they kind of um, this kind of bacteria that live in real extreme environments and I started to look it up because I was fascinated by by this particular you know this this little sidetrack but it it all neatly brings you back to the story that Kelly's trying to tell so there's, there's some interesting tidbits along the way that you wouldn't necessarily associate with a book like this but actually they are part and parcel of the, the you know the kind of thing that she's trying to get across to people and it starts from well I guess quite quite um sort of a contemporary angle uh, you know it's just talking about the 2017 video straight away so it's not a history in terms of it, in, in a chronological order so that's quite nice as well so it's not just very very formal um, but yeah it's a very accessible book and as you say priscilla it's, it's definitely the one that you give to somebody for christmas who isn't necessarily you know too au fait with a ufo subject beyond what they see in the headlines in the newspapers or on the tv um and they can get straight into it without much fuss And that's what you really need for people who maybe not have huge attention span, but they want something they can get the teeth into and get a huge amount of information very, very quickly.
0: Perfect. I agree with all that, too. (laughs) Uh, Vinny, so you you weren't able to read the book, but you have listened to the podcast. So what are your thoughts on on her? You know, this is I guess this is a little bit of a podcast review or what you think about it.
2: no absolutely and and it was literally funny for what graham said because he said that he uh, listened to or read something and it made him go off and research something and that's happened to me while listening to kelly's podcast And i've been there on my phone listening and had to stop and go to my notes to write something down to then go and research and It's great that Graham said it as well, because that just goes to show that, you know, it makes it influences people to go and do more, which is always fascinating. But one thing that I really do find uh, interesting about the book is just this couple of sentences that are on the Amazon page where you can buy the book and i just want to read that out to anybody that's watching or listening because it really sums it up really well in a couple of sentences so it says the ufo rabbit hole is a structured rational science-based deep dive into these puzzling developments in an attempt to answer that very question grounded enough for skeptics accessible enough for noobs and meticulously researched enough for the most battle-hardened ufologists and that those three things are Absolutely true of the podcast. And obviously, I'm sure that they're true of the book as well. So, you know, I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't get to read the book, Craziness of Christmas. But I know for a fact, if it's anything like the podcast, it's just going to be uh, an, an amazing continuation of the great work that Kelly's been doing.
0: And I think that Vinny should read your audio book. Well, didn't that sound great? <laughs> that was great. So Vinny should record the audiobook. I'm just kidding. That's not real, guys. I just said My that. people will call you Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nathan.
3: Yeah, I mean, I got to disagree with everybody. I, I really didn't enjoy the book. Um, <laughs> I... I really really wish the cover wasn't AI art. I mean, we've seen so much AI art. No, I'm just kidding. Um, It's an amazing book. It's incredible. Um, I'm a huge fan of Kelly. I'm a huge fan of this book, uh, echoing everything that everyone said. When someone usually says that a book is really accessible, sometimes what they mean is that it's very simple. This book isn't simple. It's accessible and incredibly rich and deep and meaningful and cogent. Uh, it's, it's digestible. You want to keep reading it because you're not exhausted from the content. You're, you're encouraged. So all the things that, that I want in a UFO book, it's all here. It, uh, is an excellent on-ramp to the topic, recommending it to my wife to, to read. Um, and, and I would recommend to anyone who has an interest in this because it does, it does take you through her own journey, her own journey of discovery. And it explores all of these different areas that, that we need to explore not in a shallow way, in a way that says, Hey, these are interesting. And there's more to that. There's something here that I can't quite put my finger on. It it, it elicits more questions, more and more searching. This is the kind of content that we need that we, that, that creates that curiosity, that hunger, that thirst for answers. Um, and the answers aren't easy and she's not offering any easy answers either. So it's, you know, I think it's incredibly balanced, uh, highly enjoyable, funny, um, you know all all the all the great great things. I can't say enough positive things about it. So buy it. What are you waiting
0: for? <laughs> and that is in the description, guys. So you can go order it right now. It'll be there uh, two to three days if you have Prime. <laughs> all right, Jay.
4: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I I absolutely loved it as well. I I've been a fan of the podcast for a while, and it was and it's it's so. It was so great when i when i received the book you know opening it up in the mail and just being like holy shit, here it is look at this you diabolical genius like i mean <laughs> you know we'll get into it a little bit later but i mean just the the whole kind of chicken and the egg problem of like you made a podcast and then the book and then was it the book and then the podcast because it all worked so synergistically so well together and i'm like why the hell have i been wasting my time just like yammering Uh, without any form to myself because like we could have all you know we could all have our own books but kelly's the genius so i'm just really i'm really proud of what you've done here and i think it's incredible you know like you you do such a great approachable accessible conversational job of approaching the big mysteries you know and making it seem and you make it seem easy and it's not easy at all like we you know we all struggle with this and we all try to f- figure out our own approaches to it. I, everybody in this room, right? And that prob- everybody in the chat in their own way, too. And you've, you boiled so much down. And you did such a great job of resisting the temptation to land on easy answers, like Nathan was saying, you know, and I just I admire that so much. And you know, I think it is a perfect primer to, to hand to anybody. You know what I mean? I think it's a perfect primer to hand to so many people that that might, you know, be, uh, you know, open-minded, but not really, uh, yeah. uh, not have only kind of a passing understanding of the field in general. Um, the fact that you end with like three awesome, solid chapters on kind of um, debating the, you know ancient aliens and kind of like the ancient alien myths or reality however you want to look at it um go you know going through the ttsa stuff kind of like handling the last five years of ufology especially in such depth and and just the major theories and it's it's incredible it's absolutely incredible like how you've been able to that 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 could all go in a book that's like 250 pages it's astonishing
1: so it's only part one
0: yeah
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah.
0: it's so well done um so (laughs) kelly two things if you want (laughs) to react to everything everybody just said you can do that but i'm going to ask my first question and then we're going to go around and everybody can ask a question and uh to kelly because she is kind of our guest so i love hearing the way authors like i love their process and i love how each individual can write about a topic that is familiar but in their own way um you said that you you're you have a background in philosophy and you also have a business background so i think that your approach was very interesting so what was your writing process like um and then also like why did you finally write the
5: book and what was that like for you well first of all thank you all that was very kind and i appreciate you all so much um i it's really gratifying to hear people talk about the book in the way that i hoped that people would talk about the book. And that I, you know, you create something and you put all your best effort into it, but the way that it's received in the world is ultimately something that you can't really control. So it, it's very gratifying and I, I appreciate it a lot. Um, for me, when I started, <clears throat> I mean, two years ago, I didn't even believe in UFOs and I they weren't on my radar uh, on any level whatsoever. I think some people are surprised that I've been able to tackle this with as much kind of like breadth and depth as I have. Um, and really, it's just because what I realized once I once I started learning about UFOs was that there was this sort of like weird disparate group of ra- what I felt like were random topics that I had been interested in my entire life, which, you know, uh, consciousness and ancient religions and alternative archaeology and philosophy and, you know, theories of reality. And, uh, you know, so all of these different things. So i would kind of already had that but what i didn't realize was that like ufos and the phenomenon are really kind of the thing that tied all of these together and that gave me a different perspective and a deeper perspective on on all of them so in some ways i felt like i cheated a little bit i'd already done like you know 75 percent of the work what i needed to learn about with ufos at that point um so that was very uh lucky and helpful for me for me when i started and really got into ufos i was looking for something like this, I was just trying to get some kind of like the lay of the land, like, even just to see in one place, what are the different? um, What are the different theories about what UFOs could be? Because when you come to it as a layman, it's like you think it's aliens or nothing, you know, so to um, I, I was really looking for something like that. And I have a background in marketing and content in particular. And so this is something that I've been doing for the last 15 years was really trying to figure out how do you take complex sets of information and put it into a format that people can understand that breaks through the noise that meets them where they are with the message that they're ready to receive. Like that's what's, that's basically really the heart of what, what marketing is and what content is supposed to do. And so, um, you know, and I spent years working on things like, like I helped create, um, these sets of online training programs for marketers, you know, and so I kind of already had the experience of how do I take my 10,000 hours of experience and expertise and put it into um, some webinars that are not going to make someone want to kill themselves out of boredom (laughs) and that will actually give them the things that they need and in the right order, because, you know, it's really difficult when you've got like this big, massive information in your head to figure out, who is your audience and what do they know? What do they need? What they find to be most important about the topic may not be what you find to be most important about the topic. But if you start from where you are, they're going to ignore you. You've got to start, you have to start where they are. And so that was really my my process with the book was just kind of starting at the beginning. And I had just been down this, you know, through this journey myself and it was so fresh. And so in a way I was kind of recreating my, my own journey and creating the resource that um that i wish existed because there's so much information on this topic it is so overwhelming once someone actually dives into it you're like holy cow there is just i think all of us you know we joke about we're all about 50 books behind on the books that we want to read there were a million books out there (laughs) and i didn't want to just create another book that was maybe not because i'm not an expert you know i'm not a phd I haven't been doing this for years. I had one thing to offer, which was, can I create something that will answer these kind of initial questions that people new to the subject have? And can I make it interesting and engaging and broad enough that they, that they continue to look? And I didn't feel like I needed to offer any answers. Um, it makes me so happy when I hear that it causes people to go research things because I think that's the magic <laughs> of the phenomenon is that once you engage with it, even intellectually, it starts to infiltrate your life in like weird and unexpected ways. And I truly believe that everyone has their own path. And so I don't think I have to give anyone any answers. I really just need to give them, you know, I just need to give them the questions. I just, and, and, and just the, the confidence that they're not crazy for pursuing this because everything about our culture tells people you're crazy If you even look into this and so starting from a place where you're like, no, for real, there's something, there's something here. I don't know what it is, but you're not crazy for looking at it. Um, and one final thought going back to something Jay said about like, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of the structure of this, um, the way I did this is actually very similar to how we do things in marketing. Like if I were going to create a bot, like if I were going to create a new training course or a new ebook or something like that. I would usually like a, a really common marketing strategy would be that you would write it as a series of blog posts, start to build your audience. And also you get all kinds of feedback. There's a ton of edits in this book that aren't in the podcast from people reaching out to me and being like, girl, that's not correct. And, you know, going back and, and fixing it. And so you kind of crowdsource the feedback, you crowdsource some of the editing um, and it kind of just builds itself. So I just built it the way I would build any other piece of content, just one, one brick at a time. So, um, yeah, it was, it's, it's been really interesting to me how it's all come together and, um, I've had a complete blast writing it.
0: And it shows, it shows, it doesn't, it's not just, I really felt like, uh, you were giving me a little insight to your journey as I was reading it. So, um, all that's amazing. And then you guys just got some free marketing tips from Kelly. So,
1: <laughs>
6: <laughs>
0: so, Graham, um, would you have any questions for Kelly about the book?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, just a statement. I mean, I really appreciate the fact that he had footnotes, and you, you, you know, you, you you sourced the information that you had in the book. Because obviously, I'm somebody who does that myself, and I, I really appreciate somebody else taking the time and the trouble to do that. Um, the question I would have, first of all, would be just to ask, you know, what kind of, which authors, if any, inspired you, you know, in terms of, uh, you know. Before you even put uh, pen to paper, and did you sort of like use anybody's uh, you know work to think, oh yeah, that's a good um, kind of style of writing to adopt, or was this definitely just coming from you in terms of a kind of the conversational style that you you, you adopt um, you know through the podcast?
5: That's a great question. Um, I think the style is very much mine, just because writing has been such a big part of my career. I feel, I feel very comfortable in that voice. In some in some ways, I mean part of the reason it's scripted is because there's just so much information that I want to pack in there that it it almost needs to be. But part of it's that, honestly, I feel like I sound a lot more intelligent when I, and I'm more comfortable in the written word. Like that is really my, my lane. I don't, I'm not, I'm not afraid of public speaking. I don't feel like I'm a terrible speaker, but I'm really in my strength when I'm writing. And so that was, that was for me, just sort of my happy place and my safe place. But I've been inspired by countless people i um diana walsh pasulka i think has written probably one of the most important books on the topic um, and i i just am a huge admirer of her admirer of hers i love um jeffrey kripal's work um, you know and obviously valet and keel and i mean i could go on forever and just sort of uh it's incredible to me how many um amazing writers there are in this community um love graham's books i really have have got all those on my shelf as well and uh, it's it's really a wonderful thing. Like I I think what's I forget who said it, but there's a, a famous quote that's uh, great stories happen to people who know how to tell them. And I do think that the phenomenon has found so many. You know, Leslie Keen. I could just go on and on. You know, all of these names and people who we are very blessed in this community to have some incredible writers who can just number one like blow your mind with the content, but also can write you just some. Really profoundly beautiful prose at the same time, and I, I'm just always in awe at the talent that we have in this community.
1: I recognise that about um, you know being in your kind of in your lane or in your comfort zone by writing. Yeah, that that, that sums me up as well. I mean, I, could, I, I you know, i I've, I've spoken publicly before and I've done presentations, but I'm much happier when I'm behind my desk just you know typing
2: away.
0: Same. <laughs> that's awesome and Vinny do you have any questions for Kelly
2: I do yeah as someone myself who has obviously has a podcast and it's an interview based podcast you know 120 plus interviews one thing that I have always aspired or wanted to attempt was this individual coming up with just me talking and I'm just not there yet and you know so I'd I'd want to know, what would your advice be to somebody wanting to kind of take that next step to feel the confidence? Because, you know, I'm confident that I would have enough information to talk about something, but to not deliver it so much. And then I guess that question could even boil down to anybody wanting to start a podcast to talk about this subject. What would your advice be?
5: That's a great question. I, I really think that it comes down to, I'll say this, I've had This is my first book that I've written, but I've had other podcasts before that have done moderately well. Um, Not nearly as well as the UFO rabbit hole has done already. Um, And I've been really surprised to see how this project has taken off. And I really think that what's different about this is that this is um, my passion. Like this is coming from in the past. I had, you know, the character that I was being or what I was trying to be through that work was a version of me I wasn't lying exactly but it wasn't it was also kind of someone else's idea of who I should be it wasn't and I I think that there's something really really powerful about tapping into your own authenticity and putting out into the world the thing that only you can make you know? And so I don't think it necessarily needs to be scripted if that's not, if that's not who you are. I think that whatever kind of work that you're doing, you should do the thing that only you can do because all of us have, all of us have a unique perspective. All of us, I truly believe have our own unique purpose on this planet. And I think our number one job is to figure out what that is and to do it. And so I would say, do the thing that, 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 like I said, do the thing that only you can do I this this book and this podcast is a pure expression of my truest nerdiest least ashamed self like <laughs> this is, you know, this is the true Kelly, and I feel like that really resonates with people and it, it doesn't matter what form that takes it just needs to be you. And I know that sounds very woo and silly, but it's one of those things that's cliche because it's, it's, no, it's true. Not. It's
0: not, I, I think that it. everybody needs it. that. <laughs> Kelly's like the the sister or the best friend or like friend that you always wanted. That's what you, the, you know, she just offers so much support to everybody um even talking to you you behind the scenes you're just a beautiful person so everything you said is not well maybe it's a little nerdy cuz you're talking I like it it's probably nerdy but,
6: <laughs> nerdy <laughs> but we're into it we're
0: into it <laughs> all right so nathan i know nathan's got an awesome questions and comments
3: so uh, yeah so we we're at this kind of point now where this is like the right time for the, this book, you know? So in some ways, like, as you pointed out, we've been suffering from a book that kind of really wraps it all up. Like, you know, like there's just stuff everywhere. And we've read, you, I, you listed all the book books earlier, you know, Valet and Kiel and my brother and I were chatting about the same kind of thing. Like, where do you start and who do you read? And it's, you know, but, but your book really does take all of that content. So in some ways we're kind of standing on the shoulders of those giants. Right. And we're able to, to, to tell a new story that is, clearer, more concise. Uh, and you also talk about establishment science or establishment uh, understandings, right? I, think, I thought that was really good that you spent time looking at that in the book and calling that out. And so what I really wanna ask is in light of all of that, you know, what is it in your opinion that that the synthesis of this material is, is leading Kelly to that might not be an establishment viewpoint that may be something that we need to take a closer look at going forward?
5: I love this question. Um, For me, it's for me, the book and the podcast are maybe only superficially about UFOs. If I'm being honest, like I don't, my, my purpose here isn't even necessarily to convince people that UFOs are real. Um, what I really want more than anything else and what all of this has brought me to is just the idea that our, um, kind of strict materialist view of the world that is kind of the default view, especially in the Western world, you know, that we are, um, not more than our physical bodies that we are, you know, that there's, there's nothing that science can't really measure. And if science can't measure it, it's not real that, that whole viewpoint And um, that is a viewpoint that I subscribe to for most of my life and certainly all of my adult life. And and it's very fresh for me. Two years ago, I would have thought I was a nut job if I right now if I knew all the things. This is like not a, a predictable path for me on any level. And so for me, but as soon as I saw that, as soon as I saw the fact that this traditional view that we're given in school is not all that there is, I think that because you have to teach, there has to be order and structure when you teach people things. And I think that our schools are, I don't think it's conspiracy on any level. I think that our schools are doing their, their best to educate people, but you know, they can't, you can't teach every high school senior, you know, every different version of, of what could potentially be going on with quantum mechanics, for instance. And so I think that most people, they get kind of like the one sort of establishment view and they get this impression that this is, established hard science and so they just they have every excuse in the world to never look at it again and I think that for me not only was it absolutely something when I saw it it became so important to me to tell other people because everything about my life changed for the better when I had that perspective shift I'm a I am a kinder person, I am a more compassionate person, I'm a less stressed out person, I'm a happier person. You know, I've I have become the version of me that I haven't seen since I was a kid and that I kind of thought was dead and wasn't coming back. But here she is and she's having a great fucking time. Like I'm having the best time. <laughs> like and so for me, you know, it's that's my goal. My goal is just to poke enough holes that people go and look for their own answers. And I'm not too invested in what those answers are. Um, I, I hope that what people see is that there's more to this existence that we have been told that that we are more special and beautiful and profound, each of us in our own being than we ever could imagine. Like That's really what I hope that people take away because ultimately I feel like that's where this work really leads you. Um, and so for me, it's it, it's not really about UFOs. UFOs are the the fun hook.
3: <laughs> I love it. That's a Trojan book right there, guys. It's uh, It'll sneak its mm-hmm. way into your heart to change your world. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I love hearing
6: that.
0: <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. And, it, and I agree with that too, because I think that everybody here, um, the UFO thing, and you know, it's, it's funny that I never thought of it this way, but you said it earlier. Like there's all these other things happening and UFO kind of ties it together. I had always thought like, other things tied the ufos in with this other stuff but it's interesting to hear where how everybody has that realization that it's all connected and you know it, it's making you happy and, as a human and it's a very human it's it seems otherworldly right or even an other dimensional but it's very human to be curious about this stuff so you do it in a way again in your book like you said ask questions and and a lot of times i was reading the book i was like Oh my gosh! Like I knew about this and this, but I never put the two together until you wrote about it that way. So, Jay, it's your turn for a question.
4: Okay, cool. Yeah, I think. I mean, I, I just, I, I really resonate with what everyone else has been saying here. Um, I, I, I completely agree. I think I love that that the kind of strategy of embracing the mysteries and like that, and that that can be. And I love the way that you're kind of talking, Kelly, about about embracing an authenticity in, in yourself, and how that can kind of create bigger rewards and and more happiness and 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 just kind of like a general like quality of life issue. And I, I completely agree with that. I completely re- resonate with that altogether. You know, I that's been my experience the last couple of years, and it's it's wild i mean it's wild how much it can change about one's life and it feels like sometimes it, it's I, it's probably why people like sharon hewitt Rolette and mike clelland and others like get into this vein of thinking about synchronicities and high strangeness and stuff like that because it's it, it seems weird but true that if you kind of walk towards that authenticity that like doors like weird doors that you didn't even know were there just start opening like crazy it's bizarre it's so bizarre but it's true and it has to be and it seemingly has to be based around like what you being yourself right or any of us being ourselves and and like it's just you know it's it's kind of the closest thing to being like oh Maybe we are in a simulation because this is some magical <laughs> shit right here. This is some absolutely magical shit. Um, but uh, along those lines, you know, Kelly, I I know that that you work methodically and very hard at what you're doing, and you make it seem easy, and but in fact, it's not. And like similarly, a lot of us, in our own ways, do the same thing, and a lot of us get tempted that once we once we master something or once we figure something out. You know that's like here and seems like it's the top of the mountain. Then as soon as that happens, you see this other mountain just out, you know, just off in the distance, and you're like, got to do that one next. You know, Vinny's like, okay, time to go tackle and like an eons-old mystery in South America. Like that's what I got to do. I, I figured out this podcast thing. I got to go to South America. You know, everybody <laughs> has their own version of this. So I, my long-winded question for you is like, now that you've now that you've made like arguably the best. 250 page primer on like the, the world's craziest mysteries. Um, what what are you going to do in 2023 that could possibly, that's like the bigger mountain, you know, you've got volume two, but what else, what else do you want to do? Are you, is there a bigger project for you?
5: There are a series of bigger projects that, um, I've recently quit my job um, to do this full time, which I was very scared to do. But like you said, magically, within 24 hours of me quitting my job i had probably like and i can't actually talk about all them right now because there's still some things in the works. but i had like three huge opportunities fall in my lap just literally phone calls i was it was the wildest thing i've ever experienced like the weirdest day but things i can talk about so um so i will be wrapping up season one of the ufo rabbit hole this year that'll that'll be wrapped up in may and then I'll take a short little hi- hiatus until July. And then in July, I'm starting season two, which is going to be much more ambitious, um, will involve more collaboration. And, and season two, season one is really kind of the intro to the like nuts and bolts history, you know, giving people the full context and sort of range of the core, like the most popular possibilities, what it could be and that sort of thing. Season two, I'm taking on the whole experiencer issue because I think that that's something that is is much scarier to, to take on. I don't have to tell many of you that. Um, it's something that people are much more resistant to. And so I'm hoping I'm sort of building up in this season to hopefully get them to that point. And then next season is going to be about experiencers, theories of reality, side phenomena, you know, abductions, like all of that sort of thing and trying to do what I've done with this season of not necessarily giving an answer, but but Giving the lay of the land for people who are are interested in pursuing it. Um, I think that season two will actually be the end of the UFO rabbit hole. I because I already feel called to kind of other projects um, beyond that, specifically around synchronicities and theories of reality. I have a book that I'm is outlined that I'm in the process of writing, but with everything else going, I don't think it'll come out in 2023. I think that'll be 2024. Um, so we'll we'll see what that all turns into. Um, I am going to be going down this week to the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base area to meet up with a bunch of people, Um, and we are furiously working at putting together a conference down there for May, which I am extremely excited. Somebody, one of my listeners, named John Horvath, came out of nowhere and was like, hey, I'd love to do this conference down here. I've already talked to the city council and gotten the Chamber of Commerce on board, everybody's we've already booked the Hope Hotel right outside of wright Patterson. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh my god. me this a conference? Oh I was goodness. like, hell yeah, dude, like, let's do this. And I'm an Very Ohioan. Good. I would love to see- Everybody go to I'm Ohio. Here, so. <laughs> yeah, so I'm hopefully gonna be announcing that soon after my trip down this week. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, it's it's all kind of coming together. and And even out of that opportunity, I had just mentioned to some of the people who i'm working with on that that i have this dream of i went down to the um there was a bigfoot festival uh, a little side passion of mine is bigfoot oh will um, talk
0: about that that's like a secret yeah. thing that i love too so oh, see oh,
6: yeah.
5: <laughs> so i love bigfoot <laughs> and we went down to this tiny little uh festival in this little town called logan ohio down in southern ohio and you know, I was just struck, there were all of these old researchers down there. These guys are like 70 and 80 years old now. They've written like 25, 30 books, compiling all of this incredibly rich, like paranormal history of the Appalachians and the whole region. And it's just broke my heart because I just thought, oh my gosh, like these guys are gonna pass on at some point. And then like, where are these books gonna end up? Where is this information going to end up? And so I've had this in my heart this year that I really wanna create a regional uh, kind of archive and research library for you know UFO and paranormal type stuff in the Appalachians. Um, and and in some people have stepped forward, we might even be able to use the conference to fund that. There's a place where we might be able to house this thing. Um, it's incredible the things so that are amazing. just kind of falling together effortlessly when you the phenomenon like repays you when you make Mm -hmm. the effort the experience that I've
0: had. You made room for that though by dropping so much crap this past year and then your job is just like now it's like it's created a vacuum and we learned this in priestessing and witchy world that to get more you have to release some crap because there's no room on your plate and then you're trying to do all this stuff and then you just get rid of some of it and all of a sudden there's more room for things that you actually want so I feel like you're the perfect example of that and I'm very excited to see what you do. So congratulations I don't even know what else to say.
5: I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I'm right. excited it's it's been a the craziest week of my life to be honest with you
0: <laughs> oh, well, but good right Crazy is good sometimes and if it's not good immediately it ends up being good eventually. so um but it sounds like everything's been awesome for you. you've been busy like in the best way possible. it sounds like so that's awesome. Yeah. We're going to be sad that UFO rabbit holes limited edition or, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> so, so listen while you can. Well, there's guys. still
5: probably like 30-ish more episodes coming. Okay. So All right. We have time, with,
0: so don't be sad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> We've got at least a year left of UFO rabbit hole. <laughs> so guys, where do you want to go from here? Um, do we want to pick the book? Do you guys have anything that you didn't get to say to Kelly that you want to say
2: I I just like to say something that Kelly picked up uh, up upon there was about authenticity and it resonated with me and the one thing that I've always done is try to be authentic with who I am and so that has come across sometimes as, as I'm nervous I will never be comfortable necessarily being maybe in the public eye or in front of the camera but it is being around so many good people that I've met in this last year or two that have I know are holding me strong that have given me that confidence to continue doing what I'm doing to push myself further. And so it is because of people like all of you guys that, that I'm still able to do what I do and, and look to that bigger mountain, as Jay says, going forward. So, so many things can be done when we do work together. So that old cliche, that cheesy thing that everybody kind of cringes at is genuine and it really does work. And I think a few of us here are proof in the pudding. So thank you, Kelly and, and everyone else here.
1: Uh, I appreciated The bit where you said that um, you didn't have the answers and you weren't entirely sure what they were and you weren't that invested in them either. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a believer in that as well. You know, when I write, I don't give people answers because I don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and my kind of like mantra is, if, you know, if, you, if somebody comes and says they know, the answers run like hell, because clearly they don't. Um, there are no experts in this field. None of us are. The people who have claimed to be experts in the past you know, genuinely turn out mm-hmm. not to be. Um, yeah, the kind sure. of the People you should really steer clear of because they're, they're, selling, they're selling snake oil. Uh, so, you know, the people who, who stand up and admit that they don't have the answers, they're still searching for, you know, they're still asking questions, they're still looking for these answers. You know, those are the people that you should be following. Those are the people who you should be listening to um, because really, and, and as Finney says, you know, we work together to get those answers, but we may not get them. We might not get them in our lifetime, but that doesn't mean we should stop trying but you know so a a book that actually doesn't give the answers is something that we should be looking at we shouldn't be looking at the ones that give the answers because inevitably inevitably they'll be false there won't be the true picture
5: i agree i would just love to say how incredible it's been for me to meet all of you through this process and you know others who, who aren't with us in this chat right now but um i have spent my entire life had friends I've always enjoyed like a certain level of popularity but I've never really felt like I found my people like I never really felt like there was any particular group or community that felt like home to me and I have found that here and you know speaking to you know what you were saying Vinny about you know authenticity like I just think that I, I think that was on me that I didn't find that because I think I was just like not vibrating at my true frequency and when I did you know suddenly you find the other people who do as well but It's just been so incredible for me to meet all of you. And, you know, I was I have said so many times and I how important it is to me that in this community, at least those of us who are serious about this, I think um, we don't treat each other like competition. We treat each other like colleagues. You know, it's like we all work for. <laughs> you know the visible college incorporated or something and we are <laughs> we're all just
2: absolutely we're all just
5: colleagues we're all just helping each other out and like thank you to all of you for being so incredibly just welcoming and kind and supportive and for being my friends as well i just appreciate it so much
3: i'm back at you um i have a question just i don't know if it's like a general chat question but uh, cuz i just for folks watching like i could talk with these people forever. Uh, so I would love to talk all day long with you guys. But, you know, so Kelly, like a lot of uh, my perspective on this is that, and I think your book gets at this, is that uh, our, our current understanding, our current scientific leanings, and our, our you know, our, the peer review process, which you spent some time talking about, you know, we've gotten pretty good, at I think, like, jettisoning a lot of the, uh, the old ways, you know, kind of like talking down to our mytho- mythologies and um putting them in these little boxes and sort of writing off a lot of our human history is just like these fantastical ideas and and you know, wishful thinking and wrongheadedness because our science has come along and it's it's fixed all that now. and And I just wonder, you know, how do you see or do you see a way forward where our institutions can, kind of make room at the table for some of the, this part of ourselves that we have I think tried we've kind of cut off how do we put that back on and and incorporate that into our into our pursuit of information of discovery
5: That's a great question and I don't know that I totally have the answer but I can tell you what I hope for um, mm-hmm. I, I do think that part of it is that um, it's going to be hard for the, the thing about disclosure or even if something short of disclosure, even like what you're talking about, just putting things back on the table that we've taken off the table um, and, you know, in academics and science and all of these things. Um, I think that we're up against a lot of kind of the same issues that we're having with disclosure within the government, which is that um, there's going to be a lot of people with egg on their face. You know, there's a lot of people who have built entire careers around, you know, one kind of thinking, and this is a a real challenge to that. And I like I said, I and I say in the book, and I've said often I whereas in the government, I think that there probably are some conspiracies and factions and things going on that are keeping that information from coming out. I don't believe that about academia. I I don't think that it's a a conscious conspiracy. I don't think that they're um, doing this on purpose. You know, I think that it's really difficult when you are built your entire life within one paradigm and then you have to knock that down. And especially when that paradigm has become your identity and your livelihood and your life's work. I, I think that we have to have a lot of compassion for what that looks like and i think that we also have to really model for people that the conversation that we need to have about accountability in the government with the government around these issues is not the same conversation that we need to be having with academics about this issue because these people i think who are i think these are people who are very largely working in good faith and who um believe that they are on the right side of this and i think that it might be hard for them To recognize it, but I think that we. So I think that we need to number one be just like a lot more. We need to be very compassionate and open in our approach. We need to be respectful in our approach, um, because these are still people who have spent you know their ten thousand hours or more becoming an expert in their in their field, and their um, their minds and their experience and their expertise are still very valuable, and so. You know, I just think we need to make room for these conversations and just for the recognition that like the history of science and like the greatest scientists in in history are just they've been wrong more than they've been right. And so like what we we just need to make it clear that what we require of our academics isn't like having all of the answers, but, you know, that they do have a really important role that doesn't cease to be important if they end up being wrong. And I think that, you know, just taking a very human, open, compassionate approach to those conversations um, is what we're going to have to do, because I think otherwise we're going to we're going to make it too difficult for people to to come around and say, you know what, there might be something there might be something to this.
0: Well said that, and I didn't even think about that, you know, these people have spent so much time building their academia, academic careers and then they come in and a new idea comes and they're just all of, all of a sudden irrelevant. And that's very damaging to a human, <laughs> especially if you put that much time in, you know, and then like, like you said earlier that like, there's people that have sort of like adopted one idea as to what the phenomenon is and they 100% know, and this is this and this and this. And that's, we're seeing a lot of that crumble and we're seeing more people who we once looked to as experts kind of say, I don't know, <laughs> but we're, let's keep right. looking, you know, and that's the hardest thing for some people to say is especially you spend so much time on something. Um, and you said you've only been studying this for what, like a few years, so. But, you know, imagine if all that was challenged. I can't imagine it, you know, um, and it will be probably. Well, I can understand happen. why they might not
5: want to listen to me, you know? Yeah. Like, I, who am I?
0: <laughs> like No, but, but that's the thing, though. So many people, it's not like everybody came out of their mom's body, like, with all this knowledge. Everybody has to start learning somewhere. Or some of us have been, like, into this for a long time, but, I, but still haven't gone into, like, a deep, deep research. Like, it's only been the past few years where I've been you know, doing deeper research because first I realized, you know, I was, learn- I was learning from the other people in the community doing the years of research. Before it was just kind of like, oh, I'm interested in this weird. Um, I knew like, oh, this is a cool UFO case or, you know, I'll look into that. But then I meet people like Sean or Vinnie, Graham, everybody here and I'm like, oh, I need to deepen my research in that area. And but that's how we grow, you know, learning from one another. And sometimes we often learn like, holy crap, like we have more questions then <laughs> we do answers, but um, the rabbit hole is deep and possibly never ending. But the important part is that we're all acknowledging it as a group that realizes we don't know everything.
6: 100%.
0: But, um, Jay, you didn't get to say anything extra. Do you have anything extra? I know. He's extra. <laughs> Jay, Jay, Jay is
2: so extra. He's extra. <laughs> I'm so extra.
6: Girl, <laughs> yeah.
4: you know what's extra? My Jeffrey. Oh, Mishlove you know what? Oh. I knew you were oh, uh, thinking aloud. Mishlove. That's my extra. I knew. My, I knew. That's my, big humble, that's my big brag for the day. Yeah, Got a Jeffrey fan shirt. Movie. Thanks to, thanks to Christmas. <laughs> thanks to Santa Claus. Um, <laughs> no, but, um, no, I, I completely agree with what's been said here today. And I, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm just, I'm just like grinning ear from ear to ear because just thinking about the, the amount of development and, and, um, growth that, you know, we've all kind of experienced and that the community in general, if you can name it as a community has experienced in the last year and specifically, just you know amongst our our kind of friend group and things like that it's it's kind of astonishing and you know and it feels really good to you know i was just thinking about how kelly was like this is the craziest week of my life and i was thinking like gosh you know it 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 feels like you know you're you're here and you're taking a victory lap on like the craziest week of your life in a way and the cool part is is that you know i was like but it's kind of a victory lap for all of us in in a really nice way you know not to toot our own horns but it's it's unbelievable you know and it it's partially from embracing authenticity in oneself and really just going in that direction and also as as folks here have said that just how much finding your tribe really really helps you know absolutely. and and sim- similarly like i i was absolutely convinced that you know i remember working in television maybe about 10 years ago and just kind of like having friend after friend after friend, like spending all my time at TV sets, never being able to sleep. You know what I mean? Like kind of miserable and just being like, well, but I'm doing something, you know, I have an important job. You know what I mean? And right. that would be it. And like looking at my paycheck and being like, yeah, or whatever. <laughs> and now we can't <laughs> sleep
0: and we don't have a paycheck about it. And, yeah, <laughs> so but then I'm I can't sleep.
4: And up. and I would just see my friends leave. Now you don't town. get to
0: sleep and you're happy and you have cool friends. So
4: <laughs> Exactly. Now I still don't sleep, but I've got the dopest <laughs> friends ever. Yeah. So, no, but like, I just imagined that I was going to get older and that like all my friends were going to leave, I, you know, basically mm. that I was going to turn into my own dad. Or something like that you know what <laughs> i mean where it's just like oh you know all, my friends are gonna move away they're gonna die we're gonna lose touch like like what so often happens with people maybe men especially you know what i mean uh for whatever silly reason um <laughs> or reasons but um you know that didn't happen at all and and it was a hundred percent by like just you know facing facing my own fears about about the subject and like my history with it and just being like okay that's just not going to matter yeah. anymore and yeah. like i you know i wish i would have done it sooner and at the same time i don't know that it w- could have happened this way you weren't sure ready. many of you probably feel the same way absolutely
0: so, yeah. i was like
5: i can't wait to see what this looks like 20 years from now yeah i was gonna I say know. like now you have
0: friends we're all far away we all mo- and we're just we're not dying yet, but um, we are getting nerdier we're, we're getting nerdier <laughs> um, by the minute. So you still have are. going for you and your friend group. But I agree that the human aspect of this um, is that you meet people. And at the end of the day, if we only come away with like these beautiful relationships and that's how, you know, things are going good um, for you and for everybody around you. I remember there was the yoga teacher and he's like, um, one way you can measure like how your life is changing for the better. is to look at your relationships. Are your relationships growing beautifully? Are they becoming more meaningful? And if that's happening, then you're doing something right because we tend to think like money, success, all this stuff that the outside world tells us is important is the only thing that's important. And at the end of the day, like you could have all the answers and still be alone and have nobody to share that with. So, um, Now we're together, we don't have answers, and we're sharing that. So (laughs) So let's, you guys, we can definitely talk more, but I want to get everybody's book suggestions because I don't want to keep it. I would love to keep you all day, but I know I can't. So um, let's start with, uh, Graham looks ready.
1: (laughs) Born ready. But on this occasion, I'm not going to bother because I've had quite a few of mine picked recently. So I'd like to get Uh. some other people to go. Plus, I've been so busy over Christmas. Like Vinny. That's the real reason. But
2: that, it sounds better if I say the first thing. So there you go.
0: All right. Well, Graham's not playing today, and Vinny, my suggestion.
2: I get, I get an extra chance. The percentage. Yeah, me v- Vinny picked. gets his
0: extra pick from Graham. He gets an extra <laughs> paper. You, I saw him reaching for his votes right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vinny, your suggestion.
2: I am going with a book that I've started but I've still not got a chance to reading fully is Earthlights Revelation.
6: Oh yeah, by I saw Paul Devereaux
2: and Dr. David Clark is Ooh. a contributor. Uh fascinating so far. Um, and I hope that if if it gets picked, which it probably won't i get to read it with everyone else and discuss it because yeah it would be really interesting and it would help it would really (laughs) help with uh it would help my research moving into getting towards the next columbia trip so Mm. yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) mr nathan
2: oh Oh, bro look at
0: that look at that
3: Still haven't right. read it. I really want to read it. I, want to talk. I got to meet Jeff. Uh, cool. Like everyone okay. said, uh, if, Kelly said earlier how if nice we he get is. this one. Yeah.
0: We can get Jeff on, but it's got to be like at six o'clock, seven o'clock in the, in the morning on a weekend. So <laughs>
3: <laughs> I would do it. I, I'd get it. I know in. we'd all yeah. be there.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Me too, for sure.
0: Yeah. I, I couldn't believe I met Jeff Kripo in real life. Like I had him on twice and I was just like, you're you're this cool in person, and it was a funny moment where we we got to dinner, and just was like, oh, Priscilla, sit here, and I'm like, oh, sit next to Jeff, I get to talk to him, and then and then James walks up, he's like, hey, you took my spot, I was like, no, I didn't, J he uh, Jeff told me to sit here, he's like, oh,
6: fine,
4: oh. <laughs> I was like, uh, the
0: king told me to sit next to him, so sorry, Jeff, <laughs> sorry, James,
4: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, James. <laughs> James isn't here to defend himself. But the we gentle love you, giants James. You can, you can make
0: a video and defend yourself. <laughs> uh, Jay, what's your suggestion?
4: Gosh, okay. Yeah. I've I just, like, four funny Jeff Krippel stories just flashed in front of my eyes, but I'm, I'm going to resist. <laughs> um, I, I am going...
0: Shirts, um...
4: The one... The, the one time I made Jeff say, OK, I'll say one thing before I go. To the, OK, the one time I totally miscalculated like Jeff. I like I feel like I've got a pretty decent read on mm-hmm. Jeff's sense of humor. I thought I did. Right. And then oh, yeah. like before this last conference, he would sent his what he was going to present um to a to a, a few of us i think kelly and priscilla yeah it's both got printed it. and well.
0: framed just kidding <laughs> so. Nice. Yeah. And so
4: so he sent it early which was like really really like humble of him to be like oh i just wanted to see what yeah. you guys thought and um and so, and oh, I, so but I, was like, super, I know that I like, you want our super, opinion <laughs> i was super i know exactly right but i was like i have to like i can't just say oh it's great like i have to actually read this um and i have no time i have zero time right now i'm not sleeping I'm stressed out, da 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 da, and so I listened to his paper uh, using Speechify, one of those apps, you oh, know, yeah. while while I was exercising. So I was like proud of myself for multitasking. But Speechify <laughs> has this—you can do it in like Barack, like AI Barack Obama voice. So I listened to Krepel's paper in, in with oh Barack God. Obama's AI voice, and I made, but I made the I made the terrible mistake of telling Jeff. <laughs> who hated that idea? He thought it was terrible. He was he was like, Oh, you really shouldn't do that. No, 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 no. And I was like, No, I think it's funny. It's like it's not funny.
6: <laughs> oh. <laughs> I,
4: like, oh man. I thought about it the rest of the day. The rest of the day I was like, Oh, I bummed out Jeff, Jeff Cried a funny. And then and then I got to sit next to him at dinner too. And so it was fun. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, don't, <laughs> it and all worked out mean, in the he end, you, you know what I mean? But like, just for anybody out there in the audience, now or in the future, if you listen, if you use one of those apps, I, like what I learned is you, you think you know somebody, <laughs> you, you don't necessarily know them. Don't <laughs> tell an author that you used. Um, and they have voice to listen to their book. Just don't. do they have
0: like a, a sexy robot option so I can listen They to do. They do. They have like
4: sexy like UK robot, like boy, sexy boy robot, sexy girl
2: robot. A whole bunch of them. Don't um, give us. Don't give us any ideas. What? Come on. Your cowboy
0: boys. <laughs> But um, okay, so Not my that, that's my, what I want to listen to. But
6: <laughs>
4: so my my book pick is uh, Sky People by R.D. Sixkiller Clark. I'm looking over here because it's over there. But uh, Sky People, R.D. Sixkiller Clark, I thought it would be dope. Um, it's a great travelogue. It's conversational and it tackles um, you know these mysteries from the perspective of folks in in Mexico and Central America. It's great. So nice. I thought thought that'd be a, a good one.
0: Um, all right, Kelly.
2: Um, yeah.
5: I have been, yes, I've been getting really into, I don't know if anybody here has watched Hellier. Yes. Oh, multiple and, yeah. times. Yep. And I, I live in, in Kentucky, Kentucky and I was right like, now. I need to go to that. <laughs> yeah, I just, I think it's such a, just a masterful kind of, it it really kind of gives you the feeling of what it's like to engage with the phenomenon and to, when, when the synchronicities mm-hmm. start speaking to you, but you're not totally right. sure what they're trying to say. Yeah. It's like a very interesting, I love it so much, but anyways, it's gotten me very into keel lately so um Ooh. i am going to put in uh the eighth tower by john keel which i think is yes! one of my faves eighth tower <laughs> <All right.
0: laughs> i'm always down to read one of his books and that's one that oh, i man. actually haven't read so i could
1: stack the deck by saying that as well you know all these books are awesome i'm <laughs> psyched one. about any of these books.
0: you guys from um my husband's actually read still reading operation trojan horse because of what our book club that we did with it so
4: that's
0: awesome. Again, I was more I, I was I, like, what, you listen to me? But <laughs> the, like, I try <laughs> oh, to, to talk more.
2: I'm like, Zing. <laughs> I'm just for anybody, anybody that's uh, watching live, I guess, I have just popped Hellia season one here, link in the chat. because nice. If anybody, anybody hasn't watched it, I cannot recommend it enough. I've watched it and gone back to it and gone back to it many times. It's It's Whoa. strange, bizarre engrossing and it gives you so much to think about
0: and it ties in all those weird aspects yeah why it's a very synchronicities part of it 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 ties in like one of the the, his uh his girlfriend or wife is a witch so she ties in like like her beliefs and not her beliefs but her practice into it and then it's just all like the ultimate thing if you want to watch if you want to get weirded out watch it because it has all those weird synchronicities and it ties a bunch of different things together now i want to re-watch it so (laughs) yeah All right. Oh, I forgot about mine. Okay. So Diana Pesilka <laughs> had mentioned this online a while ago. It's an old book. Look at wow. his hair.
6: Sweden Wait, does my hair my... look like... Wow. I think my hair kind of looks like that. Ooh, I've got, I've got a like... Emmanuel like,
0: hair. So. <laughs> so it's an old one, but it's short. Um, but Diana recommended it a long time ago. So obviously I automatically ordered it <laughs> and um, still yeah. haven't read it. So... <laughs> So it's called Earths in the Universe, and hopefully I can read my own handwriting. So if you're listening <laughs> to audio only, I put this in a hat that says "End UIP Secrecy" from the patch that I got from the Signal. Shout out, Dan!
4: <laughs> oh, Dan, you beautiful creature! <laughs> All
0: right, I'm close my eyes. Come on! All right, let's see. <clears throat> I feel like we should just on, give it to Vinny.
2: <laughs> I don't want <laughs> charity. I don't want charity.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Earthlight revelation. I'm not even joking. No
2: what? Seriously.
6: Nice.
0: <laughs> this is rewarding right. bad behavior. Bad behavior. Well you didn't read the book this month, but you still got yours picked. But we're gonna let you have it. So um, we're gonna wow. read Earth Light Revelation. I will make a post about it and have it there on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. And that will be, um, we are trying to do like the last Saturday or Sunday. It's the last weekend of February now. Holy cow. We're already planning in February. So that's fun.
6: <laughs>
0: but yes, so we're going to do that. And then I wanted to ask everybody, I talked to Kelly about it yesterday and this is all very last minute about doing a space on Twitter tomorrow evening, which UK people will probably be sleeping. But, um, It'll be after six. I just haven't nailed down a time because I wanted to have more people have kind of wanted to be more included um, in book club, like from the community. So, we're, just, you know, we're just here talking and people hang out in the chat. But there's other people that want to be able to engage about the book as well. So I want to set it up for this week, most likely tomorrow, because Kelly, um, that's the day she could do it. I'll get the information out as soon as we pick a time. And then you can join us on Twitter for a UFO rabbit hole UIP book club space. And we can actually talk to other people in the community and answer questions that way. So stay tuned for that. Don't feel obligated to make it. I know it's last minute, but it's something I would kind of like to do, like following up book club. So everybody let me know your thoughts on that in the chat or DM me, whatever. So did anybody, did everybody get to say what they wanted to say? I want to thank Kelly and everybody in the chat um for being here and thank to any thank you to anybody watching or listening later is you guys have any closing comments
2: i could Mm -hmm. sit here and speak about about everybody all all day long so i won't i won't because i think (laughs) i think it's become clear in this chat and i think everything that we have been doing we're going to continue doing and we're going to keep growing from it and together we're going to grow together basically so yeah
0: Oh, and Vinny put the link in the chat for the book. So thank you so much, because I always thank I don't utilize the chat as much as I should. I read it, nuts. but I don't put links. So, <laughs> oh, and um, please give everybody here a follow. Everybody's information is in the description. I put the link trees for everyone because that seems to be like the quickest way for everybody to have all the information. Um, but I will add, I'm going to add Inquiry to Anomalous links as well, in case you want to watch some of those. A lot of them are free on YouTube. And then also more will be released on YouTube. And then if you want to just be like impatient by the whole thing, I'll put that link too. <laughs> so everybody that's on the panel, hang out afterwards, everybody else have a great night. And I'll see some of you tomorrow in the space when it happens. And then if not, I will see you uh, in a few weeks for my next guest, which is going to be Justin Bamforth. He's a author that writes about he started studying the men in black, people's encounters with the men in black. And then it kind of changed to this like just strange encounters with people, like strange people in general and the phenomena. So it's going to be fun to talk to him. Everybody have a great evening or night or morning. And I will see everyone soon.
6: Bye. Bye, Bye everyone.